0: Hello, 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 everybody! How's it going? I'm your host, Alexander G. Orfanos, and this is Today in Space, December 15th, 2014. So, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're talking about Pluto. Pluto! The ex-planet, newly classified dwarf planet, uh, as of eight years ago, uh, there was outrage from both scientists and pop culture when that happened. Uh, Even today, uh, people still make claims that Pluto was wrongly changed and should rightly be a planet. But why? What caused such an outrage? Let's take a look back in time and see. Back then, in space. The year. 2006, According to an article entitled Pluto, Not a Planet Astronomer's Rule by National Geographic News, uh, the International Astronomical Union met at a meeting and voted to determine a new definition for planets. They also had to have a multi-year search for a scientific definition of the word planet, apparently. Uh, The IAU's decision determined the classifications for a planet and subsequently a dwarf planet. Those classifications are as follows. One, a celestial body must be in orbit around its sun. Two, be round in shape. The planet itself must be round in shape. Number three, the planet must have a cleared neighborhood for its orbit, or that its orbit has nothing in its path. Now, some disgruntled scientists were quoted saying, how round is round? Or better yet, what is normal? But in all seriousness, I mean, that's not a bad question. But that shouldn't be the first question you have. I mean, sack up and figure it out. Then you can name the classification of planets' roundness equation after you. See? And then you win. It just opens up opportunity for you. you got to look at it in the right light, guys. All right. Past person. Uh, more quotes from disgruntled scientists include, This will be an issue in the future almost sounds like a threat. Uh, Dozens of objects are going to be straddling this line. The new definition is not going to help us with this. Okay, but were you really expecting that from this decision? Someone had to pay for a multi-year search for a scientific definition of the word planet. And this was 2006, so I I think it's safe to say it's gonna be a while before we find that out. Just take a chill pill in the past science, dude, and relax, alright? But Pluto did and still does not have a clear orbit around the Sun, one that the other planets in the solar system do. So Pluto passed all but the last classification and was demoted. Or better yet, reclassified. Now back to today in 2014, eight years later, there's speculation that Pluto is again a planet. But according to USA Today slash USA Now, you would be wrong. And Pluto has not yet been consider- reconsidered a planet. But there's a lot of excitement for that to happen. Uh, scientists at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, which would make them astrophysicists, not scientists, come on now. Uh, the, but the astrophysicists there questioned whether it should be reinstated or at least be brought up again for discussion. Uh, and they weren't the only ones. Uh, we'll get back to that, that in a second. But uh, they held a debate and asked the crowd to vote as to whether Pluto should be a planet. And the crowd voted, yes, of course, Pluto. You are a planet, it's okay, we're sorry that it happened. Yes, 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 okay, so we can get emotional about some orbiting body that we've never even seen. The best pictures we have of Pluto are all crap. Not that the pictures are bad, But the Hubble Space Telescope took a picture of it in 1994. And all you can see are two tiny orbs that are shining. The larger one is Pluto and the smaller one is Charon. I mean, Charon. um, C-H-A-R-O-N. All we have are artist interpretations of what Pluto looks like. So if you think that Pluto has been a victim of injustice, please do me a favor. Go find a mirror. Uh, No, no, don't don't worry. I'll wait a few seconds. Or pause it if you like. Okay. Now look at yourself and be honest. Why the fuck do you care? Did someone not give you a toy when you were younger? Who hurt you? Because Pluto doesn't give two shits about what you think of it. You're insignificant to Pluto. It lives in extreme environments that you wouldn't even last a millisecond in. It's so far from the sun that the range of temperatures on the surface of Pluto, according to universe today, can range from a low temperature of 33 Kelvin, that's negative 240 C, or negative 400 degrees Fahrenheit, up to 55 Kelvin, which is minus 218 Celsius, or minus 360 Fahrenheit, atoms theoretically stop moving at zero Kelvin. So think about that. This is Today in Space. Welcome. Hello. Okay. So, New Horizons. Uh, The mission uh, that was sent to Pluto, uh, it's just exited its last hibernation phase. So, uh, hibernation phase, they shut down uh, as much of the equipment as they could to save on it. Uh, it, uh, They kept a few things on to keep track of uh, solar wind and particles in the air because we'd love to know more about what's out there. Um, we have very little information as of it um, but uh, it so now it's the craft is on its approach to Pluto uh, and it will make it to Pluto on July 14th 2015 so um, we're gonna have a lot of stuff coming up here a lot of pictures a lot of information we're gonna be learning about Pluto for the first time so uh, if you like knowledge and like learning stuff especially live uh, come here we'll uh, we'll keep talking about it uh, so uh, the voyage itself it lasted nearly nine years and three billion miles. I mean, damn, I mean, that that's the farthest any space mission has ever traveled to reach its primary target. Um, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 did not go by Pluto, um, and so they didn't take any pictures. So, like I said before, the best picture we have is from the Hubble Space Telescope from 94. Um, and you know, Voyager 1 now is uh, in interstellar travel uh for those who don't know, which means it's outside of um the influence of our sun. Um or at least that's w- what we think right now. You know, we're still getting data. Um it's entered a new area in space which we're considering the the end of uh space. It's still debatable. Um but uh we'll be talking about a few few other things. Uh you know, the Pluto's many moons, we'll talk about a little bit later we we'll talk about Pluto's atmosphere, what's actually going on over there. Um, but uh, before we go there, um, the original mission um, was called Pluto, Pluto Kuiper Ex- Express. Uh, let's try that one more time. Pluto Kuiper Express. There we go. Okay, so, um, but uh, after funding and mission issues and, of course, uh, the reclassification of Pluto in 2006, um they you know the mission changed and was then renamed new horizons um you know the mission was set to launch in 2001 the the pluto express um but uh according to something i had read on the internet um it, it uh wasn't ready really into two, until 2004 and with budget issues and all that stuff um and uh, like we discussed before people have big issues with the fact that pluto is no longer a planet um I, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, if if we have a, you know, we, like, the fact that we didn't have a scientific definition for the word planet is perfect for us to finally come up with a real scientific definition, which I think that they're not bad. I think for a starting point, that's pretty good. I mean, how many things do we start? Sorry about getting too close to the Mike there, folks. Uh, like, how, uh, for, uh, we start a bunch of things it It's never perfect on the first time this is just us this is us working on it guys we're we haven't even seen Pluto that's like going on a blind date and saying you're gonna marry the person. you have no idea we don't we all we know is what <laughs> the data we have so far, so calm down and stick with the show and we'll find out whether it is maybe maybe I'm wrong, and that's totally fine because if it's right, I'll gladly join along. It's that easy so anyways. Anyways, got a few things today, um, and, uh, let's get into it. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, oh, uh, before we, uh, move on to some more Pluto stuff, a little, a little backtrack, uh, the, the other day, uh, Sunday, 12, 13, 14, the last sequential day in a century, I think, 99 years or 100 years, um, it kind of cool, um, but the geminid meteor showers within uh if uh, if you haven't seen or if you did see, thank you for everyone who did uh I'm starting a writing piece here and there i I'm not gonna do them regularly, but they'll they'll come out when I feel the need to write um just kind of talked about the whole experience, realizing you know now in retrospect, I didn't really talk too much about the comments, yes, I know, but that's what I'm gonna do here um no, that piece was really just about. I had just seen stars, I thought it was more of a, this is kind of where my head goes when I'm doing, when I'm looking at these meteor showers. Because it was, a, you know, I saw four in maybe 45 minutes in the New England sky. I mean, that's that's a long time to wait in between. So your head's thinking and you're, you're, you're thinking and dreaming and that's what that was about. It was about all the things I think about when I look into space and I, I think about all these things and, and what gets me driven to do a show like this and and driven to to keep learning and getting more more smarter more intelligent um because i'll never get everything but this is where i want my focus to be um so that's what that one was about um so again i hope you liked it if you caught it uh i thought it was pretty interesting Uh, i learned a few more things you know about it you know basically our planets sweeping through this particle cloud essentially um this shower meteor shower and uh what you're seeing is is it breaking up in the atmosphere um i really really wish i didn't live or i or that i lived i like where i live i wish i lived in an area that had so much better viewing in the night sky i mean i learned about how little we see when i went to greece uh for the first time um when i was younger and uh the sky's out there oh my God, I had no idea there were that many stars. It's crazy. We had just gotten off, we had <laughs> we had just finished flying uh two two large commercial planes uh ending up in Athens. Then we had to take a small little, you know, uh, you know, things moving all around. I'm, I I don't know the actual name, but the one single engine planes over, then two boats to get to our island. So We had a lot of time, and I was tired as all hell, but we get there, put our bags in, and just, because it's dark, it's it's like four in the morning when we get there, uh, or three, whatever, Um, and we put our bags in, and we're tired, and we're just ready to pass out, trying to figure out where we're going to sleep, and I've just, my mom says, hey, come out here, look at this, look at the skies, and I mean, I have never, ever seen stars like that, um, different thing. I want, I, I hope, because I've seen pictures of it, I hope you can actually see the edge of the Milky Way galaxy somewhere. I really hope that's a possibility. I hope that's not just a trick with a lens, although it probably is. If I could see anything, just, just that tear in the sky, I, I. I. that's one of the things I'm going to be doing. So you can definitely expect a write-up after that or blog whatever it's called can anyone contact the show let me know what that is it's a it's a blog post right um anyways it's it's a written piece as i put it on the website so um trying to give you guys some more content and i also might be trying out some more creative things seeing if stuff clicks um you know since picking up a, the guitar um i've really been getting back into my creative roots uh it's been a long time uh, it's a little rusty, but, uh, but I'm just taking it one step at a time, not trying to overthink it like I usually do, and it's actually been working this time. So enough about me. Let's get right back on track and talk about the New Horizons mission, what they're going to be studying, and uh, learn a little bit more about Pluto. All right, so the New Horizons mission, <coughs> excuse me, launched on January 19th. 2006 aboard an Atlas V 551 first stage. It had a Centaur, uh, a Centaur, sorry, I I was going to say Centauri, a Centaur second stage, and a Star 48B solid rocket third stage out of Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida. Its trajectory was determined for Pluto via a Jupiter gravity assist, which is why it launched at that time, because it was the perfect time to take advantage of that. Uh, The planet's would align perfectly for that. Uh, So the first 13 months of the mission included checkouts for the spacecraft and the instruments, calibrations for those instruments, with a few small trajectory correction maneuvers and rehearsals for that Jupiter gravity assist, um, which is is a very, very important piece of interplanetary travel. If we couldn't use the gravity or didn't realize we could use the gravity for assists, we'd have big problems. Um, So... Uh, the spacecraft passed Mars uh, on April 7th of 2006, so almost four months after the launch. Uh, now, the New Horizons, or Pluto Express, uh, I don't know, I, I like Pluto, Pluto Express, um, but for now, well, it's new, new Horizons. But anyways, it was on a rendezvous rendezvous uh, with Jupiter, uh, and it was moving approximately 51,000 miles per hour, and it flew about three to four times closer to Jupiter than the Cassini spacecraft. Now... The Cassini, uh, for those that might not know, is the spacecraft that has been sending us amazing pictures of Saturn. I would take a look if you have the chance. Uh, it's incredible, and the photos are available for free on NASA.gov. <coughs> Sorry, that's NASA.gov under the multimedia section of the mission uh, for home use and backgrounds and such. such. Um, if you do use it for something else, uh, please use that credit section uh, that should be underneath that any image that's on the site. Uh, make sure the credit is due to the right people. Uh, they're giving it to you for free, people. So, anyways, so uh, the New Horizons used Jupiter's gravity assist to propel it farther on its way to uh, Pluto. And on its interplanetary cruise there, uh, the spacecraft performed uh, plenty of hibernation modes. Uh, the last one that just happened, uh, which is why we're talking about it, was the 18th. Um, so, they did this to save wear and tear on the instruments so that they were ready when they got to Pluto. Um, they There were annual spacecraft and instrument checkouts, trajectory corrections, instrument calibrations, and practice runs for all the different maneuvers that New Horizons will need once they get to Pluto, um, as they're doing a sort of drive-by for their observations. Uh, you know, post-studies of the data uh, of the encounter with Pluto begins four weeks before New Horizons makes its closest approach, where Pluto and Charon... Uh, will be encountered on the same day on Earth. It will be July fourteenth, two 2015. The spacecraft will be at its closest to Pluto at a planned 10,000 kilometers and at a speed of 31,300 miles per hour. At this point, uh, the daily studies begin. Um, Now, how is New Horizons going to start daily studies four weeks after its closest approach with Pluto if it's going 31,300 miles per hour? Well, from what I can tell from the images I looked up in the mission, uh, the path of New Horizons is planned to be only fractions of a degree off of Pluto's orbit at that point. So it will only move a little farther away from Pluto with each passing Earth day, uh, but we'll be moving relatively the same speed, so that you know, from from Pluto, so that it can gather all that data. So we have a good time. So well, the, the data. W- what about it? Uh, well, Months before. Probably starting pretty soon, I think three months before. Uh, you know, we'll start seeing images of Pluto and Charon from about 65 miles, million miles away. Um, the mission team will also take spectra readings so that we can see what's in the atmosphere and anything else that we might be able to pick up around it and on the surface. Uh, now, on to the last Pluto days uh, before closest approach. That's right, there's Pluto days. Uh, Pluto and Charon rotate once every 6.4 Earth days, so that makes two Pluto days uh, 11 to 12 Earth days. Uh, the team, uh, the science team, will take measurements of Pluto and Charon every half day. Uh, and we will have comparable data for what changes happen over the course of a Pluto day, day at a scale of 30 miles on, on the planet. Uh, now on to the encounter. Uh, This will be an intense, extreme 24-hour, full-Earth day for the mission team. They are going to be so freaking busy. Uh, And this will be from the half-day before closest approach and a half-day after. Uh, The team will be looking for ultraviolet emissions from the atmosphere of Pluto and make the best and only global maps of Pluto and Charon in green, blue, red, and a special wavelength that they made specifically uh, so that it can pick up readings of the methane frost on the surface of the planet. Uh, and uh, Charon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there will also be spectral maps in the near-infrared spectrum, which will tell the science team about Pluto and Charon's surface compositions, what it's made of, and locations and temperatures of the materials that make up their own respective services. Uh, after this intense science-packed day of insanity, uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of coffee, Uh, there will still be more work to be done. Uh, The science team will use the time after the spacecraft passes to observe both Pluto and its moons from the dark side. Why? Because this is the perfect time to see if there's a haze in the atmosphere, to look for rings, uh, and see if the surfaces are rough or smooth. Um, So, pretty cool trick there, right? Uh, Now, Pluto um, has, as of 2013, five known moons. Uh, In order of distance from Pluto, the moons are called Charon, Styx, like the river Styx, uh, Nix, Kerberos, and Hydra. Uh, Charon is half the size of Pluto and weighs seven times less. Uh, Pluto and Charon are tidally locked, so much so that the two are considered a binary object. Um, And Nix and Hydra are very small moons, and they're thought to be between 30 and 100 miles across. Uh, so what's what's left uh, for New Horizons, a.k.a. Pluto Express? Uh, will we just send it flying into the depths of space only to someday be wiped off some alien spaceship's window? Well, pending a NASA approval to extend the mission, uh, after that point, there may be more work to be done, which means more money, um, because you have to pay for the science team to continue their work. So let's hope Orion is kept in budget, and uh that flat budget uh doesn't mean that the the this mission will get the the boot um because there's so much it can do more. for instance, uh if it does get approval, uh New Horizons will be onto the Kuiper belt and be looking for it should be doing passbys just like they do with with Pluto and Charon, uh but to to some specific Kuiper belt objects. And that would be from 2016 to 2020. Now, um, the Kuiper Belt is a large belt of asteroids and other objects that share space with Pluto and its moons. Um, Or I should say, Pluto and its moon share space with the Kuiper Belt. Um, And they've been looking for these objects, uh, these specific objects, you know, for a while now. uh, To try and make sure that, you know, we're making good use of the spacecraft while it's already there um you know and it's 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 very cool to see that we're we're g- finally going to find out what Pluto looks like i mean i'm i'm kind of excited for that i've enjoyed thoroughly the pictures of saturn we're constantly learning new things from that uh we've got uh for instance europa um we're learning new things about that now uh about that it's it's more like earth than we thought you know the multiple layers of ice and that there's an ocean underneath and that there might be life there, you know. Before, that was a a, a pipe dream. No, nobody would have thought that was possible. Uh, and if we find more about Pluto, you know, we'll have more idea. Maybe, maybe where it came from. You know, why is it here? Um, does it? Does it? You know, is there evidence to say that Pluto can really be a planet? I mean, really, that's going to be, I think, the first questions that uh, might get answered is: Is it really, you know, reasonable for this to be uh, a planet or? Did it come from somewhere else? Did it somehow make its way in here? Or was it in the Kuiper Belt? Um, Maybe some information from this will lead us to more things on the Kuiper Belt uh, and and more exciting finds out there so we can actually figure out what the heck's going on there. Um, But that's, I'd say that's about it, guys. Hope you've uh, enjoyed the show. And uh, now that it's uh, the Christmas break, holiday break, uh, I'll be having some interviews coming up soon. And uh, it's going to be some good stuff. A lot of conversation about space. is uh, the outro music. So uh, make sure to check out the website at uh, todayinspace.squarespace.com. Uh, look for me on Twitter at El Greco, E-L-G-R-3-C-O. Um, have a great week, guys. Stay warm. Goodbye.